Good morning. Welcome back to another special edition of Work Human Radio. My name is Mike Wood. I am your regular host. And I hope you had an okay weekend, given the circumstances. Um, Today's episode with our CHRO, Steve Pemberton, is going to be addressing how small businesses are affected by the recent pandemic. So uh, Steve was lucky enough to sit down virtually and speak to a couple of small business owners, Kara McAllister, who's the owner of a massage therapy practice, and Sue Sonia, who is the owner of a karate school, about how they're coping with this. So take a listen to Steve, and I'll see you tomorrow for the next episode. Hi, everybody. It's Steve Pemberton again, the Chief Human Resource Officer at Work Human. And today, for our Keeping Work Human series, we have a really special segment. Uh, We have three guests who own small wellness businesses who have physically shut their doors because of the COVID-19 pandemic. We're speaking with Kara McAllister, who owns a massage therapy studio, Sue Sonia, who owns a martial arts studio, and Juliana Record, who owns a yoga studio. Clearly, these are three businesses that require a human touch, uh, but as you'll soon see, they have all made adjustments uh, to the ways in which they deliver their businesses. Thank you for being with us today, Kara, Sue, and Juliana. It's a real pleasure to have you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So, Kara, let's start with you. Perhaps uh, your business has uh, the most human uh, touch of all. Um, You've worked in the uh, holistic health and wellness space for well over a decade. Am, Am I right? Uh, Just about. Um, I've been in for um, almost 10 years. And as this was unfolding, at at what point did uh, you realize that this was going to be uh, something a bit different? Was Was there a specific moment in interaction that you had? Um, You know, I think when the news started really coming over from China and Italy that they were having to shut down and that it was really spreading globally, um, I knew it would be hitting us and that we'd be in the same boat within a matter of weeks. Um, So yeah, I'd say it was probably a couple weeks before the the state mandate started to come out to to shut down. You know, because there's so much focus on, on understandably so, on, on, on health and safety and protocols and physical distancing and all those things. Uh, some of, I think, what is getting lost is the impact that this is having on on small businesses. What's that been like for you? Um, well, I shut down, you know, even a week before we we had to, um, just because, you know, we, we are in such close quarters with our clients. Um, and I had some really minor cold symptoms that in the past I never would have batted an eyelash at, but because of the condition of the world right now, I had to, you know, really take um, the community into consideration and my clients' welfare. Um, so I, I had already shut down well before um, we really had to. Um, and then my colleague continued working for another week or so um, until we both, you know, came to the conclusion that it was in the best interest of our community and it was our responsibility to step away, um, despite the extra protocol we had put in place to try to, you know, keep everything clean and disinfected and taking extra time between clients. Um, you know, luckily we are one-on-one with clients, so we're not seeing a huge section of the population or meeting with a lot of people all at once, but, um, still, you know, you can't be too careful in, in this current situation. As this was unfolding, were you hearing concerns, uh, from your customers? We did have a few clients cancel um, before we ourselves started canceling. 
um, to protect themselves or because they were also showing some minor cold symptoms and wanted to be extra careful. Um, we had some people asking us if we were planning on shutting down. Um, but I was actually surprised that we didn't have more concerns and more cancellations than we were getting. I've actually still had people reaching out even after um, non-essential businesses were shut down. And I had to explain to them that like we legally can't be operating right now. Well, you know, I, I, I do wonder, though, if maybe part of that um, outreach to you is this kind of recalibration of, um, you know, health and wellness and how essential it actually is. I mean, you know, the reality is that you do see people who, uh, who are asymptomatic but have another kind of struggle, of course, uh, with pressures of family, children right. out at home, yep. um, you know, all, all those other things. It certainly has led me to wonder whether or not um, you think that there'll be a, a shift in the way that we are talking about health and wellness as being something that's essential. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, that's one thing I've touched on with my clients through some newsletters we've sent out that even though, you know, they can't necessarily receive um, physical touch, especially those people who live by themselves, um, that we still need to be really focused on our wellness and self-care mm -hmm. um, and, you know, get a little more creative now um, in this environment to make sure that we um, keep that as a priority. Mm -hmm. And how about your, your family? How are, how are you and your family kind of holding up? Um, I mean, we're, we're doing okay. My husband is still working. So, um, you know, in that regard, we're not as stressed as some other families who have either gotten laid off or are, you know, both small business owners um, and are, you know, completely out of work. Um, but then we have the stress also that he's still leaving the house every day and he's still interacting with the public. Um, so it's this, you know, it's this kind of double-edged sword. Um, I have three little ones and we've been homeschooling, um, prior to this. So that piece of it, uh, luckily wasn't a big shift for us, except, you know, we did leave the house a lot beforehand and we had a lot of classes we went to. And, um, so they, they can't quite understand why they don't get to see their friends and why they don't get to do the things that they love to do. Um, but you know, we're, they're doing okay. They, they get it. We, we can have the conversations and it's a good learning experience. And, um, you know, they know that it's not going to be forever. Yeah. <clears throat> How are you feeling about your business long-term? Um, I'm still feeling pretty optimistic. Um, you know, again, we're, we're getting creative. Uh, I, so I have my, my massage studio, but I also teach at a massage school and we have shifted, uh, the rest of our semester to online classes uh, which has been really interesting, trying to teach body work through uh, a camera. Um, so I still have a little bit of income coming in through that. And it, it did get me thinking about, you know, ways I can share uh, self-care tips and, uh, you know, kind of teach some of my clients how to, you know, work on each other if they have children at home or partners. Um, and then also just some self-care tips that they can practice by themselves. Yeah, and I do imagine that, um, you know, as we emerge out of this, and we will, uh, uh, and as we do, um, for, for all three of you, um, there, there's going, uh, this is just relentless and unapologetic optimism on my part, but um, one, the value, the importance of small businesses, this kind of recentering, maybe, I would describe it, of American life, uh, I think is going to happen. 
um, and how we are taking care of ourselves and, uh, you know, and, and one another. Yeah. So, Sue, uh, you have martial art classes, which is obviously a rather physical sport. Uh, when did you close down your studio and were you surprised by uh, COVID-19? Um, I would say we weren't surprised by it. We were surprised by how fast it moved. Um, I, I can remember that whole week. We were actually in a wedding, down a family wedding in Florida the week before. And at that point, it was a big topic of conversation, but the wedding was at the Trump International and everybody went and everything was great. And then um, that Monday, uh, if you had asked me, would, we, had a, uh, we were gearing up for a big tournament uh, event that we run every year. And it, it's kind of, it's a, it's a huge event. We run it at Gardner High School in Mass. And we have hundreds of competitors that come in from all over New England, as well as spectators. And if you had asked me on Monday, are you going to cancel your event? I would have been like, oh, no way. We, we can't cancel an event like that. Um, and by Wednesday, we had canceled it. So Wednesday morning, I, that was the 11th, I was getting a few calls from concerned parents. And I really started at that point, you know, researching everything that was happening and talking to people that were kind of rational about the whole thing. And when we had to make the call, this is just one specific story, when I had to make the call to cancel it, and I had posted it on our face, event Facebook page, I still had one guy that said, don't give in to the paranoia. And at that point, it, you know, it just was... There were still people out there that didn't didn't realize what was coming. Um, so we canceled the event on the 11th, and then on that Friday, which was Friday the 13th, is when we had to shut down all our classes. Um, we shut down. So we are part of um, a larger building, which is a gymnastics facility. So we are at the martial arts school within that facility. And by the 13th, we had the whole place had shut down. So I have about a uh, little over 100 students uh, teach about 20 20 or so classes every week. So uh, went. Everything shut down at that point. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot to be said for um, what, in essence, you see as initial reaction, whether that be, you know, paranoia, indifference, perhaps, which is which is still going on in some parts. Um, uh, and uh, every decision uh, to be indifferent or to cite this uh, as a hoax. Uh, or born of some political strategy or something like that, it literally is costing people lives. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, it's mm -hmm. uh, and it's avoided. Those those things are avoidable. Uh, yeah, of course. I, um, I will say after we made the call, I got a, a, an uncountable amount of people thanking thanking us for doing the right thing. So that was yeah. way more than the negative was the positive. Yeah, yeah. And then there's something instructive about that too. You know yeah. that. Um, you know, as we digest media about all of this, um, that you have to be purposefully balanced in terms of what you digest yeah. and, and for how long. So, you know, can't live in the worlds of, um, of blame surfing. Um, yeah, you know, those things aren't, you know, those things aren't going to, from a wellness standpoint, you know, certainly not, not going to, not going to help very much. Uh, and we all watch sports as such an important fabric of societies across you know, the world. And, uh, you know, certainly one of the impacts that I've experienced in my own home is that um, uh, my uh, son um, uh, plays um, high school football and basketball. His team was on their way to the state championship for the first time yeah. in his history and it all came to an end, like, you know, just like that. Um, you know, what would you say to a lot of these young athletes uh, who have experienced a sudden interruption 
um, you know, in their athletic uh, endeavors. And I'm referring more, more or less to the physical part, talk about that in a second, but more to, you know, as an instructor, you know, what specifically in, in, in martial arts with an emphasis on mind-body connection and adversity, you know, any, any thoughts about the high school athletes in particular who are trying to navigate, you know, the end of a, of a season and in some cases a high school career? Yeah, I think the first thing I would say, and I don't know if it really comes from martial arts, but more from watching my own family, my own kids go through things is just that, first of all, it's okay to be upset. You should be upset. You know, it's, it's, it, it's really stinks um, that such big things have gotten canceled and it's like a kick to the gut. And then, and then it's just reaching out to the support that you have and realizing that th- those sports experiences that you have are so much more than that. It's the network that you've created. It's the teams, it's the friends. Um, so I'm seeing it now, you know, in my own high school kids and they're, you know, at a time when they all could just be sort of holding themselves up and just being depressed about it, they're sort of banding together and doing everything they, they possibly can. Um, and then just that, you know, there's going to be future opportunities and they're going to someday look back on this time. They're all, they're all part of history. You know, it's not the best thing. Uh, I ran the Boston marathon in 2013 and that will, I will always be part of that history. It's a terrible, terrible part of history to be a part of, but, um, you know, they, they are this, this group of young athletes is really something special because they've had to be that much more strong because of what they, the things they've lost, you know? Uh, yes, there's this uh, kinship almost that this generation has uh, with their grandparents uh, uh, who saw some extraordinarily difficult times and, you know, were coming of age uh, in a time of great social uh, unrest and, and, and turmoil, um, you know, in, in the 50s and, and, and 60s in a lot of cases. Um, and you, you know, this is, it's, it's um, amazing to me how they recognize, you know, these kind of same generational trends, which skipped my generation, uh, by and large, for the most part, single isolated events. But, uh, you know, it, it's, um, this, um, I see a lot of conversations happening between, uh, grandparents and grandchildren about this. And, and of course we know the disproportionately adverse effect and impact that this is having on. Uh, on the elders of our societies too. Yeah. Uh, a bit more about about your business now. Um, mm-hmm. do, do you have the capability to you know stream classes online. How are you thinking about your business and how this will evolve? Um, so yep. Yeah, so that first week we were closed. Um, I have a very what's great. I have a very big network of martial arts friends. Martial it is a martial arts is truly a way of life. It's a family. So I have within my federation and within our tournament circuit we have a lot of people so everybody started talking about what are we going to do um i was definitely a little resistant at first to the online stuff because it's way out of my comfort zone just like this meeting is you know uh but within a week i had learned how to use zoom um and i scheduled sort of a trial class uh the monday after we closed up and i had immediately over 50 people in that very first class and every single student and every single parent i mean it was I was emotional when they all started popping up on the screen because the amount of support I got from my students and my families. Um, so since then I've, I have a regular online class schedule. Um, I had to split it up into multiple levels because I'm getting attendance. That's almost better than what we had when we were (laughs) inside the dojo. Um, it is very hard to teach that way. I mean, there's no, no doubt. So it's, um, a whole new skill set. Uh, as far as the business, I mean, I have, 
the Zoom class is going through the month of April. Um, I don't know what's going to happen in May, and I am a subcontractor part of a bigger entity, so I'm definitely very nervous about what's going to be happening in the coming months, um, and if I'm going to have to stay online, and then how will that even work? And um, you know, it is my, uh, you know, this is what I do for my job, so uh, nervous about it, but at least knowing that I have a pretty large network of um, of support and. I said the uh, the online classes have been more than I ever uh, I ever could have hoped as far as the participation there. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's great. Too. And yeah. how about personally? About what? Oh, personally. Oh, um, yeah. Personally, I would say it's it's a roller coaster. You know, there's moments of sort of panic, and then I have to sort of pull back and not worry about the unknown. Um, the hardest person hit in our household is my older daughter. She's a senior in high school, um, so it's every day is a new kick in the gut for her. The last school musical, she's a, she's in theater. So she doesn't get her last time on the stage. She doesn't know if she has a graduation. Her visit to Ohio state was canceled. And it's really not just missing events, but it's also, it makes their whole future harder to, uh, to d make decisions. Um, if they can't visit places and they can't you know do things like that, but she has, she's just done everything she can to get that positivity from her teammates from, you know, high school sports and, um, so that's been the hardest is that, um, I, like I said, I would say there's moments where it's just, oh my gosh. And then, um, you know, as a family, we, I have two daughters and my husband is in law enforcement, so he's still going to work. Um, but we've had more family dinners than we've ever had, <laughs> ever had in the past. My, I use my oven, which I never, you know, did before. And so we're definitely trying to keep looking at the positive and, um, you know, like she, she knows the class of 2020 is is um, going through a lot, but there's something special, so. Yeah, you know, you make a good point about the things that we can do uh, just to um, kind of stay connected, of course, to to, to our families. Uh, I've, I've kept a running list of things. I, I in essence, call them things um, that are a lot like your oven, things that I could do, but have never <laughs> really done because I've been too busy. Yeah. Uh, so, let's see, I have... Um, uh, operate a chainsaw, cut down a tree, wouldn't have done that. Yep. And on a 10-mile bike ride, my wife wouldn't have done that. Yep. Uh, just a lot of things that um, – and you realize maybe in a way, as long as you can't do those things, uh, you just uh, – you don't have the time to. It's just that you haven't made the time. Yeah, or it doesn't uh, get high up on the priority list, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They built that walk, a walkway was our big thing. My older daughter had – we needed a front brick walkway and that's what they did the, the first week out it was it's not done yet. Hopefully it'll get done by the, the end of the pandemic. <laughs> you have to send us pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll do so, that. So, so speaking of things that um, uh, I can do, uh, but um, uh, have not done and I have a different reason for this. Um, I want to talk with Juliana a little bit uh, and about yoga in particular. And uh, as I do that, I'm actually going to change my background here, Juliana, so you can see. Um, hopefully, you can see that that has changed. So that is me. I don't know how well <laughs> you can see it or not. So let me move everybody. So yes, there I am in a really, really bad yoga pose. So, uh, so we have this running. My wife loves yoga, like all the different names that you have for yoga, which I am not familiar with, I will confess. Uh, but she is hot yoga, there's uh, slow yoga. I mean, I don't know if that's what it's called, but that's what I hear all the time. So um, I obviously, everybody else, I'm home. 
uh, and uh, she has made sure that I am doing yoga now. So this was my this was my yoga class downstairs in the basement uh, with her. And what you can't see is that uh, my younger son is also um, uh, taking the yoga class. So Mrs. Pemberton has us all deeply immersed in the world of, uh, of yoga. And I have no excuses uh, anymore about why I can't do it. Uh, so, uh, but I, I found it to be really, really uh, helpful. Uh, but but um, I want to similarly ask you, you know, as, um, you know, clearly in a high touch um, you know, business um, uh, as as well. Uh, when did this begin to unfold for you as well? Great. So, so we teach in addition to the yoga. Um, we try to we try to call it mindfulness and movement. Really, with the different classes that we offer. Some we do we do bar classes. We have um, we're actually we have meditation. We have a lot of yoga, but we're also in the process of spicing it up virtually as Sue is doing as well. And we're also adding some fun classes such as um, hip hop, dance, and also ballet for adults as well. Just giving option in this time of uncertainty. And really it started here about the same time that Sue was mentioning I really needed to give it a thought, well, what if this is going to happen? We really need to start brainstorming and thinking about how we can shift with this, with this time of uncertainty. So I've been, actually, I've been wanting to do this for a while. So I have been kind of researching their clients that are out there. And, and I'm fortunate that that was actually, I worked for startup companies in my past life, I say. And I created um, online training programs, actually, and content development globally. So that was, I opened Wachusa Wellness about six years ago. Um, I've been teaching yoga 15, 20 years, and then adding in different mindfulness aspects of, that can help not only with the, the strength and the length, but also a little bit of endurance and different ways to have that whole body experience. Now, as you said, it is it is hands on. I mean, as me for a teacher, we have um, I have about twelve ish uh, different teachers that teach, and we have classes seven days a week. So, how was I going to get everybody up and comfortable? So that's it too. Is the shift is hard for people? Change is hard. We were able to really just seamless. I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate. I'm, I'm not fearful of the bells and the whistles. And somehow I was able to merge my two, my two passions and just knowledge. And, um, you know, there's a lot of different kinks I need to work out right now, but also it was about really, it boiled down to how can we keep this community, you know, and, and you realize how much they are a part of your life until you don't have it until you don't have that. Oh, you're seeing the same people day in and day out you know, they formed a community and a relationship. So it was really special just to be able to see and get everybody on the Zoom. Zoom, it's, if I could get my senior mother and my nine-year-old on the call at the same time testing, I was good. I was golden. And my daytime gig is really with the senior population who need this more so than ever to keep up their immunity. We all do. And just to keep up the spirits and the hope and in the midst of the chaos. 
and what we don't know. So it's really just living our practice. It's like, okay, now's the time to really live it. Let's be here. Let's be present. Let's go with the flow and try not to resist. And we're just taking it day by day, class by class. Um, and then, you know, we do have teach. I have, I'm in the middle of teacher training, training other people to become teachers. And that was a challenge you know, we're going to have to make things up. There are things that need to have that hands-on for safety perspective, but how can we bring in, you know, with this full body experience, the mind, the body, the spirit, however you want to look at it and really encouraging ourselves to, and I've been putting a lot of stress on the spring cleaning stuff, you know, how can we just go forth um, and even just get excited about the shift and the change and what's coming from it. That's all we can do, I guess. Yes, I, 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 I do think that there's going to be, of course, many outcomes uh, generationally uh, as a result of, of this, um, where all of humanity uh, has been forced to hit the pause button. Uh, you know, you literally have had the movie become real life now. And it's amazing how many movies have been done about pandemics and the like. And now the movie is not a movie anymore. It's, it's real. Uh, and it's in front of us. Um, there aren't too many movies done, though, about the world after. Uh, and I, I would imagine that all of the, the attributes that um, the yoga brings, perspective, calm, uh, uh, slowing life down a little bit, will be now maybe manifest in a lot of other different ways, too. Of course, so it, it could be, uh, you know, it could be uh, martial arts. It, it could be massage therapy. Could be a lot of, but I, I do think humanity is going to slow down a lot, you know, after this, um, and it won't take a lot of things, uh, you know, for 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 granted. What what are the specific aspects of of yoga that will uh, help facilitate, you know, that 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 process? I mean, I see them obviously in my own family with my wife in particular, but I'm not necessarily, you know, the poses and those kinds of things. I get the, the flexibility, the stretching, all that, but more the, the other side, uh, the, the intersection of yoga and mental wellness. Great, great. And that's, that's really what we try to enforce in any class, regardless if it's a fast movement, if it's a slower, it's really about making sure, and I believe this is, I mean, take it, take it as you'd like, um, to what you'd like, I guess you could say, but being able to remind ourselves, you know, as things get a little more surreal, um, how can we use these different techniques and these tools and really weave them into our day to day, whether it's we're cooking dinner, we're martial arts here, we are attending a yoga class. How can we stay fully present without getting caught up in the, what would I call the monkey mind, right? Or a fly on the wall. So we're in all these different scenarios of pressing the rewind button to replay. Oh, what if this didn't happen? What if we decided to do this or that fast forward button? You know, what if, what if this happens? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And really all we have is the now. All we have is that. So I think it's really important. And what I like to stress in, in the classes and the teaching whether it's a child's class, whether it's a family class, whether it's, you know, an adult class, is how can we together just be present, be connected, 
And it really, it, it's simple. And it's about checking in, if anything, checking in with your breath, checking in with the connection of your feet, feel yourself sitting in this chair. And then also just tuning into your different senses, um, you know, using that as a real, I find a great anchor as we are in this time that none of us have experienced before. And what about your staff? You know, oftentimes when we talk about small businesses, we, we think of entities of one. And sometimes, you know, that's the case, but that's not true for um, the overwhelming majority that are fully operational and have staffs and schedules and shifts and, and all that. What has been the impact uh, on, on, on your staff? So the staff, so they're, uh, some of them, you know, are very fortunate in that they can continue to work. Um, they have more free time. A lot of them are contractors who have different classes, other places. So to be able to give them that opportunity too, there are some that are hesitant and they're not ready to shift. So there's a few teachers. So my biggest thing too in that first week is to hold their hand, not only from the client side, but also with the teachers and just say, hey, we can, you know, just give them a class and just serve them the best of your ability at that moment and just be real just be real and let me know what I can do for you. So those other individuals, you know, I'm slowly when they're ready to come back, like we had yesterday, I held their hand, I stay on the classes, I stay on the Zoom, I help with the technical aspect. But I think it's really just making sure whether it's a client, whether it's the staff, just making sure that they're comfortable. And if they're not, what can, what can we do? What can I do or as a community to help you? stay in the game, to stay focused, to stay present. Yeah. Uh, well, lastly, on, more on, on the personal uh, side, how, how's, how's the family? I'm sure like all of our families has been this kind of readjustment. How's that going? It's going pretty well. So we have great dinners, Sue, too. Um, my, I have a almost 10 and a 12-year-old, two boys. Mm-hmm. So I found them after it's snowing. They're into the wrestling. I find them... In the backyard, we had that snow last week with mud everywhere. It's just day by day, taking it as it is. And they have all that energy, too. So finding different ways. And we're going to be adding like a family class, a tween, me and my tween, just to, there's so much energy that hasn't been released on seeing. So that's tough from a boy perspective. So we actually have them out of the house for a couple hours a day so I can get some work done, too. (laughs) My husband, um, he works in the school system. So he is home. He's trying to do his classes as well. He's great because he has that scholarly background. So he's got them on a good plan while I continue the classes. And I've actually been really busy to try to see if this is going to work, you know, just going with it. And that's all really the choice that I had at that moment. Yeah. You know, in a way it has to work, right? I mean, what are are other options? Um, you know, do we have, you know, um, for, for, for all three of you, I'm, I'm so grateful for, for the time with you and, and, and listening, uh, to the three of you, the, just these common threads of kind of pivoting actually, uh, re- really quickly, um, uh, and thinking almost immediately about obviously the long-term impact, but your reaction uh, has been okay, you know. So whether it's a family or or the small business, 
you know, how, how do we pivot? And, and of course, for a lot of our, you know, listeners, uh, you know, we, we have an opportunity, you know, to support uh, small businesses because they're doing what Kara and Sue and Juliana are actually doing. They are pivoting. They're moving a lot of their instruction um, online and a lot of the individual coaching uh, does not get fully sacrificed, you know, anyway. And uh, we absolutely need it. Our extended families need it as, as well. So uh, we, we all look around our communities and our neighborhoods, look at, at what um, they're doing in the way that Kyle and Sue and Juliana are, are doing and really take advantage uh, and, and support those small businesses. And that gets extended, of course, beyond, you know, um, uh, the worlds that uh, they're in, but also for those that have local restaurants, for example, and, you know, it's just kind of one of the ways that we can recalibrate and, and recenter humanity. So uh, I am uh, particularly grateful for uh, the three uh, of you. And I do want to let you know, uh, one of the realities of, of our kids being at home is that uh, we have three children, uh, two boys um, and a girl girl or two kings and queen, as I like to say. Um, uh, but my daughter, who's kind of been in the background, and she's she kind of listens in um, and hears. Um, and and uh, she, again, jots me a note, as she likes to do during these video conferences. And she says, so they all uh, have their own company. She's saying this to me, Dad. So they all have their own businesses, and they're all girls, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and I winked <laughs> and said, yes, they are. So... Uh, your your impact is being felt in a lot of other ways too. So thanks for for joining us, and thanks for joining the work you and family. Thanks for joining us today. COVID nineteen has clearly impacted all of us, and it will continue to. And so I want to thank Kara and Sue and Juliana for candidly speaking with us about their wellness businesses and the professional and the personal impact that it's had on them. And yet in different ways, uh, we're, we're seeing that they're all doing what so many of us are doing. They're pivoting and rebalancing and, and shifting. Uh, you know, we purposely wanted to invite them because in, in different ways, whether it's martial arts or massage therapy or yoga, they are focused on the mental wellness aspect uh, of um, people and of communities and arguably of countries uh, as well. You know, they are small business owners, of course, but they're having a mighty, mighty impact. You know, they also, I think, reflected something else, um, that we are indeed all in this together. You could hear me asking them about the impact on, on their families and uh, whether it's uh, one spouse is teaching um, uh, classes online now or uh, another uh, really on, on the front lines of response. You can imagine what's happening in the daily lives of Americans and how we're responding. I know that we're all bombarded by news that um, is ever shifting towards the more difficult. And, and some of that we need to be aware of the challenge in front of us, but we also have to be focused on the other side of that these kind of everyday heroes and their families were doing everything they can to keep their businesses afloat. Uh, and we should be trying to support them, all of our local businesses and our small businesses, as much as we can. Thanks for joining me today, and we'll see you real soon.